The following shiur has been delivered by Diane Yosef Greenwald, Diane at the Betavad. For more information or shiurim, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. Every year, when it comes around Shabbat, Parashat Yitro, we have the incredible opportunity to become one, to experience again the event, the most important and most central event in the history of the Jewish nation, Ma'amad Har Sinai. Not that we don't just read about Har Sinai, we experience it. Witness the fact, interesting point, that there, there are two, um, there are two ways, there are two systems of punctuation, of tamim, that are in Parashat Yitro and Parashat Vedchanan on the Aseret HaTibrot. One is called Tamelion, one is called Tam Tachton. Tam Tachton is the way it's written in the regular Chumash. The way it's read, Shvuot, is the experience in Mamad HaSinai. It's a different cantillation because it's a different experience. Many have the custom to read the, even by Shabbat Parashat Yitro, to read with the Tam Elyon, because it's a reenactment of Mamad HaSinai, which is why the days preceding the reading of Parashat Yitro are the days of Shovavim, because they're days that are inherently have the possibility, they, they expect the possibility that a Jew can connect with Mamad HaSinai, so the hachanot that are necessary for that experience have to go along with it. One of the uh, principles that we find by Har Sinai that are relevant to our world today is the principle that the Gemara tells us that the, the Psukim actually, before Mamad Har Sinai tell us, Moshe Rabbeinu told B'nai Yisrael that they should abstain from marital relations for three days before Mamad HaSinai. Why? In order to be in a proper state of Tahara, in order to hear the word of God, in order to hear the Dvar Hashem uh, with the proper state of purity, they had to be in that state of purity. A physical state of purity is a necessary prerequisite for that emotional and spiritual experience. So they had to be in that state, a state of impurity, not that a person who's engaged in marital relations is doing anything wrong, of course. It's Kiddushah. But it does create a state of physical impurity, which doesn't go away until the person is Tovel in a mikvah. So because of that, they were commanded to create that state, to be Tovel, and then to stay in a state of Tahara. The Gemara in Brachot, Chaf Amud Bet, brings that Ezra Sofer, in the times of the beginning of the times of the second Bet Tamikdash, instituted that a Balkari, one who's in a state of physical impurity, cannot learn Torah. Why? Because learning Torah is a mini-experience, experiencing a Hasinah. Every time a Jew sits down with a Gemara, with a Shulchan, with a Shulchan Aruch, who sits down with a Sefer, to sit down, to experience a taste of Torah, he's experiencing a mini Ma'amad Har Sinai. He has to be in that state. He has to be in that state of preparedness. Eventually, at the end of the second Beit HaMikdash, or maybe even after that, they discontinued that Takana because it just took more people away from learning. Instead of bringing people closer to learning and giving more of a state of preparedness, many people couldn't make, the, on, on a daily basis, that 
preparation became difficult. People stopped learning. They were, they discontinued. It doesn't take away from the importance of the idea. One who can be makpid on a state of spiritual preparedness with tefillah b'mikvah is definitely strongly encouraged and commanded to do so. Uh, but it's not a prerequisite, it's not a sword to learn Torah without uh, a state of purity, without a state of Torah. So, you look at Tosvot over there, it opens up a window into an interesting discussion. Tosvot says that, what about somebody thinking about a Dvar Torah? Gemara says that a Balkari, somebody who's in a state of physical impurity, is allowed to think about the, he's allowed to ponder uh, Dvre Torah, even though the Gemara tells us in several places that hirhur thinking, intellectual thinking, is kedibur dami. This, by the way, is a halakhic concept. It's not clear, by the way, let's say, if somebody, for an example, if somebody thinks to himself, tonight is the 38th uh, day of the Omer, um, it's not so simple that he's not yotzeh the mitzvah. Hirhur kedibur. Or what happens if he thinks Kiddush, he thinks the words of Kiddush, could be his Yotzer Mitzvah, Mitzvah Taseh of Zohar et Yom HaShabbat L'Kacho. There are other examples also, by the way. It's a halacha concept, it's not just a thought process. It's a real concept in halacha. Hirhur Kidibur Dami is similar to speech. In that case, why don't we say that a person who's thinking about the Vrei Torah, as if he expressed them verbally, he should be a sore, at least when there was a Takana. So what are you going to have to say? You're going to have to say the hirhur is not fully like speech. Okay, let's give another example. We know as a general rule, and this is very important to our daily observance, shomea ke'one, one who hears a bracha, b'chat mitzvot, kiddush, brachot by the suda, he hears the bracha, he has in mind to be yotzei dechovato, to, to be yotze with that bracha, he's yotze. Why? Shomea, one who hears, keones, as if he answered, as if he repeated the words that were said. You hear kiddush, you have in mind, to be yotze, you're yotze. It's as if you said it. Again, if a person would be allowed, is a person allowed to listen to the Vray Torah? This seems to be a subject of a dispute between the Bavli and the Yushalmi. The Bavli seems to imply that the discussion of what you're allowed to, a Balkari, when there was a Takana, um, is allowed or not allowed to have an experience of Talmud Torah, um, that Hirhur would be, would be Mutar. Shmiya, it would sound like Shmiya, let's say, to listen to Kriyata Torah. Would a Balkari, in the times of the base of English, would a Balkari be allowed to listen to Kriyata Torah? Or Chazarat Hashat, and so on. Would he be allowed to? Seems that not. The Yerushalmi, on the Suryan Brachot, clearly says that he would be allowed to. What's the Machloket? So we could say that there's a fundamental discussion in Achronim, in Poskim, what exactly, how does Shomei HaKaonet work? For example, um, there's a discussion that, on the one hand, if Shomei HaKaonet, what that means to say is, is that when I listen to something, and I listen to words, Dvarim Shevakdusha being said, and I listen to it as an active participant in the sense that I'm listening to it and I'm affirming it, so that's called I said it. 
It's as if I said it. I'm internalizing it. It's as if I expressed it verbally. Same thing. Halakhically speaking. Others say that no. It's not as if I said it. I have the verbal expression that somebody else did. I'm part of that. But not that I myself express something verbally. Give an example where this plays itself out. Be'chat kohanim is a halakha that even though shomea ka'one, but if two kohanim are standing by be'chat kohanim and one of them has a hard time talking, so it should work shomea ka'one. The halakha is that it does not. Why not? Because the it's not enough to say the words. The kohen not only has to say the words be'chat kohanim, he has to say it be'koram. He has to say it in a loud voice. So, the Kohen who's listening to other, Kohen 1 is listening to Kohen 2, uh, blessed Tzibur, he's not saying it Bekoram. He's Ke'one, but not Bekoram. Now what does that mean? If I'm part of his saying, he is saying it Bekoram. If it's cool that I'm saying it, my saying is the fact that I'm actively listening and having in mind with somebody else. Okay, I'm saying it, maybe, halakhically. Conceptually, I'm saying it, but I'm certainly not saying it in a loud voice. But if the pshat is that I have his saying, he's saying it in a loud voice, so I'm saying it in a loud voice also. That, that seems to be a fundamental chakira. There are other expressions of this as well. If, if, if svirata omer has to be said standing, and I'm sitting, so he's, let's say he says it, and it's hard for me to stand up, I have a problem with my leg, I'm sitting in a chair, I'm in a wheelchair, whatever it is. Um, I'm not standing up. So I don't say it myself, I listen to him saying it. Do we say that it's called that I'm standing up because I have his saying? Or we say no, it's called I have my own saying, which comes from me actively listening and having in mind to be part of his saying. That's called I said, but I certainly didn't say it standing up, right? Because I'm sitting down. That, that would be another place where that, uh, this type of, sh- of, sh- of, uh, kakira plays itself out. So we could say the machloket between the Babylon and the Shami is something along these lines. This is a concept, by the way, that's discussed by, uh, Chacham in several places in the Chuvot. He talks about, let's say, with microphones, that type of thing, you know, when he's talking about being Yotzib Rachot, is it called that I have that saying? Is it called my listening makes as if I'm saying? This Chakira, it's, it's discussed in Shuvot Beit Halevi, but Rebavadia brings this point up in several places. In any case, we could say the Machloket between the Bavli and the Yerushalmi is along these lines. The Bavli holds that when I listen to something, that's called I'm saying it. So if I have a prohibition, if I have an isur to say Devei Torah, which would be the halacha of a Balkari in uh, times of Beit HaMikdash, when there was a Takana, then I can't say it. However, the Yerushalmi would say, no, the Yerushalmi says, it's not called that I'm actually saying it, it's called, I only have that I'm Yotzei with his. So I'm not saying it, if I'm not saying it, so the isur wouldn't be on me. We could maybe take this to a, to another level, and we could add, and this is what, uh, in the Sefer Or Sameach, this is what he does with it, is that it's brought down in the, in the Michilta, in the Halachic Medrash on Parashat Yitro, that Kalal Yisrael actually were not passive participants by Hasinai. They actually verbally affirmed what was said. In the Lashon of the Medrash, they said, Alhein, on a mitzvah say like Kabed Etavicha, Zachot Yom HaShabbat Lekacho, they said hen, they affirmed what they heard. 
Like, like, basically, like I was saying, Amen on any bracha that we hear. When we hear a bracha and we say Amen, we're affirming, yes, that's true, I believe in it, and I'm, I'm with it. I agree, and I affirm it. I'm not just a passive listener and participant, I'm an active participant in the bracha that's being said. Which is why, I, even though, by Kiddush, if you don't say Amen, you are Yotze, but the halakha is you should be an active participant. So they want to say that maybe because the Bnei Yisrael were active participants, that would give them the role of actually having spoken. Otherwise, the Osamech points out, it's very hard to understand what the source of this halakha is in uh, in the parasha of uh, Mamad HaSinai. Bnei Yisrael over there weren't talking. They were just listening. They listened to the voice of Hashem. So why were they, how could you use that as a source for Divrei Torah by Abal Keri? That's only for talking, that's not for listening, according to the Shita of the Yerushalmi. So what are you going to say? You're going to say because they were active participants, that type of listening is a different type of listening, that does render you an active participant. It's as if you actually said it. So let's say there's an interesting uh, halakha, and this is brought by the Poskim. If Shomer Ka'oneh, Let's say I'm listening to Kiddush. Um, I have to hear every word. In the simple sense, I have to hear every word because in order to be considered as if I said it, I have to hear it. The hearing makes me that as if I said it. Okay, so I have to hear every word. What happens if I, I know what's being said and I mean to participate to the extent where since I know what's being said after the bracha is complete, I answer Amen. But I don't hear every word. There are Rishonim, Rabbeinu Yonah, and others that say that I'm Yotzeh. There are reasons not to rely on this, but there are Poskim, there are Rishonim that say that it does work. What? But I didn't hear the whole thing. The the Pshat has to be, the definition of it has to be that when I answer Amen, I'm not a passive participant, I'm an active participant. If I'm an active participant, it's as if I said it. So if I said it, even if I didn't have any word from you, but it's my active affirming of what you said means it's as if I said it. So B'nai Yisrael, when they stood by Sinai, they were actively affirming. It makes them into sayers, not just listeners. If they were saying, so then they have to have that state of purity that saying Divrei Torah has to have. We might add one more point. You know, all these types of experiences, saying, talking, listening, um, yeah, you really have the same discussion insofar as the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is concerned. person wakes up in the morning. We know that before a person learns, he has to say, Bechata Torah, the brachot of La Sogbidibre Torah, Shonatan Lano Torah Temet, and so on. He has to say those two brachot. Um, in Shulchan Aruch, it would seem to be that if a person wants to think about a Dvar Torah, he wants to prepare Advar Torah, he does not need Birchat Torah to allow him to think about Torah. The the Gra uh, the the Gon Mivilna says not that way. He says the thinking in in Torah is the mitzvah, is the essence of the mitzvah. There is no greater form of Limut Torah than thinking. Vihagita Boyota Yomam Valaila. There's no greater form of Talmud Torah than thinking in learning, like we say it in the yeshiva world. If that's the case, so why would you not be mechuyiv in the bracha? So this is some of what comes up from a halachic sense. What we can learn out is, just as a point of inspiration, the fact that all of us, doesn't make sense who we are or how prepared we are, when we sit down to learn Torah in any shape, form, or fashion, 
we are engaging, we're engaging in an act of standing by Ma'amad HaSinah. It's a very powerful thought if you integrate it. When I open up a Gemara, when I hear a Shi'ur, when I hear a Dvar Torah, I am a participant in Ma'amad HaSinah. The state of preparedness that I have impacts my ability to integrate that experience. If I'm totally unprepared, then I can't integrate that experience. The more I live my life in a state of purity, in a state of preparedness to connect to God, the more my learning Torah connects me to the source of Torah. It's as if I'm hearing the voice of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem should give us the schut to always be connected, to always be in an experiencing state of Mamad HaSinai, always to be standing and hearing His voice as He speaks to us through His Torah. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of Halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a Halakha consultation, monetary Bedin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha journal, or for all other information, please call one 200 T-S-H-C or email info at the shc.org to subscribe.